0: Hello! We are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it would be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by... Karina. And Ian. And this is...
1: Hollywood Hollywood Rolls!
2: Look, your books are safe. Listen, have you ever been Captain Nemo trapped inside your submarine while the giant squid is attacking you? Weren't you afraid you couldn't escape? That's what I'm talking about. The ones you read are safe. This book is not for you. Yes, fondle your orin summon a luck dragon, and be confident. Because today we're building a from the Neverending Story for d and
1: I'm not confident. <laughs>
0: I would fail this immediately. I mean, (laughs) ultimately, neither was he. That's true. Honestly, that particular scene in the movie is the most mixed message the entire movie has to offer about like, Okay, so the rule is be confident. He clearly doesn't have confidence. And then lasers come on, and then out of nowhere, both from outside the world and inside the world, run Atreyu, run! run! <laughs> yeah. Running solves this puzzle. And that, by the way, feels like the most solid D&D
1: moment to me, because it's like, yeah. here's, a, here's the riddle the DM has planned out. You've already clearly got evidence but of But I don't want to kill like, your character. Mm. So what I think actually makes it even more of a DD and d moment is the fact that Falcor could have just flown him over the top of this thing.
2: But he has to go through the trials. Wait, so
1: this is a giant eagles argument for lord of the rings right I mean, well yes i mean there's there's that I, know. I was just also like you ask your dm can i uh summon the uh the Locked Locked dragon, dragon to yeah. bring me over this <laughs> uh no you have to go through the trap
2: <laughs> nope he can't you have to even the luck dragon understands you have to go on your own hero's journey
0: <laughs> the luck dragon is getting very important vaccinations right now and cannot arrive
2: <laughs> he's reaches maximum potential of flying like a and like 99. It was like, you need to be like a 10,000. He's like, no, only 9,800 <laughs> To
0: be fair, which we know is about 10 times as long as a person can walk because the proclaimers have taught us this, right? 500 <laughs> miles and 500 more. That's the maximum walking distance. Well, I well, also yeah, wanted to know, you just it, fall down at that point.
1: <laughs> is the Southern Finks actually 10,000 miles away? Because that means he has 120 miles to walk.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like he has only like maybe like one mile to walk. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's interesting because, like, the author of the book, Michael End? Enday. Enday, thank you. Pronunciation, I didn't quite get. Anyway, the Sphinxes is one of the things he had the biggest problems with. He said that they were, quote-unquote, quite the biggest embarrassment of the film. (laughs) They said that they're full bosomed strippers who sit in the desert.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of boobs. That's for... the
2: that's kind of the appeal, but also like I'm actually surprised this movie, you know, it's sitting in PG, but there wasn't yet a PG thirteen. So where else is it gonna go? I mean, they are just
0: statues, but there's no reason. For there's that. no reason for it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, it's certainly memorable. And apparently you can get 3D printer files for those now if you need them as uh, as bookends. I
2: have also seen those. And I was like, "Mm, hmm, let me look at some STL files. (laughs) Maybe I need some speeches about them.
0: Uh, Apparently there are butts in addition to the boobs. We just didn't really get to see them from the angles. Do they have tails? They They have little tails. They're a very weird mix of sphinx with wings and cat features yeah. and <laughs> boobs and butt for no reason. For
2: no reason. Okay. Just a, little, <laughs>
0: just, a, just a little T&A for your children's movie.
2: Maybe that's like, you know, I mean, it, it again, a German movie, which I think I learned today. I thought yeah. this was like an American movie. Didn't realize it was a German movie. So Europeans are a bit more lax, especially with boobies.
0: Hey, situations? remember when everything wasn't made by just three
1: studios, I and know. like you could
0: have foreign movies
2: that you were could like big actually
0: budget have productions? This? Interesting. This was the
1: biggest budget movie at the time in Germany. Yeah, yeah. it was like
2: twenty-seven million dollars. Yeah. Thankfully, they made a hundred million. So, yay! Okay. <laughs> yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> <hardcore>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On the note of Falcor, there is an interesting personal connection to my childhood here. So oh. I was one when this movie came out.
2: I was born in '84 in December, yeah. so I was probably zero years old.
0: <laughs> uh, I guess probably not quite one yet. My sister was around four, four, five, and we got our family dog around then. <gasps> oh. And my sister named the family dog, <gasps> and he has very flopsy ears and his face. Honestly, like Falcor was a great name for him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Up until my sister went to call in the dog. And you know, she's four or five, she has a little bit of a lisp, and when she screams the word Falcor, <laughs> Falcor is not the word that comes out.
2: <laughs> oh no. Oh no.
0: <laughs> so there was a pretty rapid adjustment. I of course do not remember the dog being named Falcor. My yeah. dad my dad recently retold me this story. But adorable. We ended up renaming the dog to Obi Obi-Wan.
2: Cute. So still, still an adorable and geeky name. Maybe more easy to pronounce with a lisp, perhaps. Yeah, yes.
1: no, my sister didn't have as much trouble with, with Obi. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I mean, well, I kind of love the idea of a kid yelling out the door, even if it, like. So imagine that it was being pronounced correctly; that yeah. you're just constantly yelling out
3: Falcor.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs> to come inside. But that's, or... but that's actually not what, what would have been
3: happening. It was the problem? I, I, I love the idea that I've I'd been yelling Falcor.
2: That, that, unfortunately, yeah, would not have been the case here. <laughs> Oh. Also, it still could have been funny, but maybe not for the whole neighborhood to hear, and maybe she wouldn't have understood why everybody's <laughs> laughing at her for just calling her dog's name. <laughs>
1: I assume you all also came across the fact that you can yourself ride, ride Falkor. Yeah. I
2: wanted to go back to <laughs> Munich and ride Falkor. I know. I didn't even know that was there. I have been in Munich. I was 16 at the time, and if I'd known, I wouldn't have. Well, that's not true. I, I, did... <laughs> I did go to a um, concentration camp as my like trip for the day that I was there, I was 16. It was like our thing. And we all like went on a train and did that. And I was like, Man, if I had like a little bit more time, if I could have ridden Falcor, that would have also been amazing.
1: I mean, I was I was in Bavaria for two weeks uh, for a school program. Why, did you and Falcor? Why didn't you ride Falkor? I know. I, I definitely would. I had a whole weekend Missed off. opportunity. That, like, I went to the concentration camp instead. Now, to be fair, yeah, yeah, I think I think we <laughs> probably, probably a good good choice. I think we made then. the right decision for history. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did take an entire afternoon to try and visit a brewery, only to realize that they were closed. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> also, like
2: from a little bit of the documentary that I saw, Falcor is in questionable shape but yes <laughs> it's, it's the exact same animatronic from that movie
1: which was not in great shape at the time either no. it sounds like it was the, quite troublesome to ride
2: the documentary that i watched he was still having like big swaths of just like big band-aids all over i'm like okay i'm not sure if i want to see falcor in this condition i think i'm better with him in my brain this is okay. You,
0: you don't want to see the decommissioned Chuck E. Cheese Falcor. <laughs> no,
2: I don't, yeah, I don't want to see the the, the fry. The, what was the that? The, whatever, the, yeah. the horror video game where now Falcor murders me in the night. I mean, no, thank you. No, thank yeah, you. it
1: took fifteen people to operate, and like
2: yeah, no CG, no CG, my dudes in '84.
1: So many green screens, though.
0: Which was a newer
2: (laughs) technology. And that's why they were looking all around going, I don't know what to look at. Because they they didn't have the technology of tennis ball on a stick. Hello here. (laughs) Here's your eye line.
1: (laughs) Tennis ball on a stick. Very important technology. Very
2: important for the green screen technology. (laughs) Not yet developed. (laughs)
1: Although because they had the animatronics, that actually did aid in the characters being able to converse with an actual object.
2: That's true, yes. And the thing was all whole cloth from CG, right? There wasn't just tennis balls. There was a Falcor made out of bits of airline parts and
1: all sorts everything so heavy,
2: so dangerous, so heavy. Germany, yay,
0: <laughs> so on the subject of Germany and uh, this movie being a German movie originally, it's distressing to me that the original German version doesn't actually feature the theme song or like the techno pop elements of the soundtrack.
2: Yeah, no, a bit more traditional.
0: I feel like I that is what I glom onto every time I rewatch it. I think it. that's
2: true. I think that's what the yeah. American audience really has yeah. glommed to is the pop. Like, you know, it's a banger. We love it. Hit some charts though in like Switzerland, I think it hit like number one there too. Like the pop stuff, like hit, I think Germany was like, no, no, this is a serious movie. Well, they
1: got seven more minutes of movie, so that's true. That's true. (laughs) Yes,
2: yes. If you saw this movie in Germany, you might be able to see a janitor that existed that fell over, and good for you, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, very minor cuts.
1: Yeah, but it was at the advice of Steven Spielberg, uh, uh-huh. who was a friend of Wolfgang Peterson, who yeah. directed the movie. True.
2: He asked him for help.
1: For yep. pacing for the American audience.
2: And he got a very good reward from that.
1: He did indeed. He did. The
2: original Oren is sitting in Steven Spielberg's office to this day. Pretty cool. That's why. I was thinking, why did he have... I, I saw it differently. I was like, it was there. Why is it there? What did he take? Oh, because he helped. okay, okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: The one missing piece of that story that we haven't covered yet is that Steven Spielberg actually just credits George Lucas with that for teaching him how eyes. to. Yeah, that's <laughs> true.
2: I mean, it's true, you know. The, just the, he's micro got, cuts. He's, yeah, microcuts. <laughs> the pacing needs to go faster, go faster, go faster. Which I did appreciate about the movie too, because I was thinking this movie, to me, when I was a kid, was like an epic saga, and we see the Rock Biter like four or five times. Like, oh no, you really see him like once in the beginning and then once at the end, and that's it. <laughs>
1: So you just brought up the Rock Biter, and we just talked about Falcor. So crazy fact that mm-hmm. I learned today: both of those and the Gamork are all the same person. Elanor, that
2: <laughs> is super crazy. <laughs>
1: By the way, just a million voice credits. I was
0: hoping that I could find something specific where I was like, yeah, Yeah. I remember him from that. But like, he's just been in a whole ton of things.
2: Ton of things. Yeah.
0: Nothing stood out to me as like, oh, wow. Okay. I remember him from this, but. It's just as everything. Just a voice actor. Just like in this, he's like,
2: yeah, I can do all three voices and you won't know it's me doing all of
0: them. (laughs) Yes. I don't think I found the credit for who actually did it, but apparently most of Noah Hathaway's lines got voiced over by another actor. His voice was a little too high.
2: He starts out kinda British at the beginning.
0: Speaking of Noah Hathaway, there is the Stranger Things connection here. Rewatching this, his face is so similar to Millie Bobby Brown's in like mm, the early uh, season. of, of Oh, Stranger that's interesting. Things. Sure, uh, they mm-hmm. look like brother and sister. They look super related to me.
2: I also, as a kid, I was a little bit confused, but also, you know, raised in a very conservative. I uh, see have long part. hair. I was like, this is not a boy. This is girl. <laughs> 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 and He's I want too pretty. I wanted to be a girl because yay girls. And I was like, oh, if you want to be a girl in this movie, you'd have to sit pretty on a tuffet and go call my name. And I'm like I'm not about this. I want to be. No. I want to be the the warrior.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so he had quite a tumultuous filming experience for this. Oh my Man. goodness Yes. His poor child. He was one of fifty thousand who uh, tried out. Tried yeah. out for the part sure. and got it. And then they changed directors. And there was this yeah. moment of, am I, am I still the person? And gotta retry out, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then only to in pre-production get his back broken.
2: Yeah, he was uh, he was training with the horses because a needs to be on his horse. Artex, of course, they're synonymous. We'll get to the trouble later. Don't you worry. We'll talk about
1: it. <laughs> but yeah, so he has screws in his back from this movie. So yeah, the, yeah, in the,
2: in, <laughs> even before they started filming, the horse threw him and then and then trampled him, <laughs> broke his back. He had to stay in the Poor hospital guy. for like two weeks. In traction, head screws.
1: I noticed when I was rewatching the movie, the other scene that he got almost injured in, when the gmork attacks him,
2: didn't almost? Definitely did.
1: Well, yeah. he almost, almost took out his eye. Yeah, but
2: actually got injured. But yes, almost yeah. took out his eye.
1: <laughs> yeah, when But the... they like cut it, and there's there's not much of that scene because they didn't do it again.
2: Because they only had one take. Because yeah, they were
1: worried the... he was going to get seri- more seriously wounded. <laughs> the, the, g- yeah, time. the
2: animatronic for the gmork came mm-hmm. out and poked. You know, I've seen things that say poked, slashed. I've read a bunch of different things yeah, In the face. In the face. So. So like i wouldn't put it past peterson to actually like that cut that you see on his face is probably genuine <laughs> <laughs> it almost took out his eye it wasn't supposed to do that and then they put the animatronic on top of him to get that shot of like that he killed him yeah it was so heavy he couldn't breathe he was starting to associate and they're like okay we're good it's fine and they got that one take and they had to go because he almost lost an eye and couldn't breathe yep. and you're done. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of not breathing, on the scene with Artax mm-hmm. in the swamp of sadness. Oh yes, yep. his leg got caught in the elevator, and he was pulled underwater, and he was
1: unconscious by the time they brought him they to the surface. Bring him yeah.
2: back to unconscious. I mean, poor man. No wonder he quit acting.
1: Yeah, we Fuck thought this. we had childhood trauma from this movie. This kid. I mean,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a good reminder of how much they cared about kids in the eighties. This is just fodder. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, at least it's not as bad as Milo noticed, but yes. There was rumors that the horse... People believed the scene so much because ha- they brought in two different trainers. They had two to three horses. They took seven weeks to train them to just slowly sink into swamp because, you know, just like A you or I would... to try and get out. <laughs> it's natural to not want to die slowly while things are rising up against you.
0: Great horse actor. The horse looks genuinely terrified. And <laughs> then horses
2: horse is genuinely terrified, but also like they had trained it so well, but then once Holloway the was actually like screaming at him going, get out, then the horse was like wait I should what am I supposed to do but then, by then it was too late and I was like okay yeah (laughs) this is terrifying and the horse was okay and actually reportedly they gifted it to him and then of course he realized I can't take this horse back to America what are you doing (laughs) of course not
1: gifted it to his uh, double
2: yeah so his riding double got the horse and went to a nice um, German farm that's the story that we'll tell everybody (laughs) yes went to a nice German farm yes Yes. it
1: didn't die it went to the Uh, farm our
0: tax is
2: fine (laughs) in a nice German farm upstate everything's fine
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And of course the
0: long legacy of that scene isn't trauma for my entire generation. I
2: mean, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: well, he still goes to conferences and he feels like it's it's part of therapy for everyone who is traumatized by this movie. I, am, I I I raised my hand
2: very high. I am one of those. I literally like in my bath, like as a kid, I would like pace back and forth in the bathtub pretending I was in the swamp of sadness and recreate losing my horse. I'm not sure why. I guess just because I had to like You were purge dealing with that. some things. Yeah, I had to purge it from my system because that was so traumatizing. I'm not even a horse. Girl, I don't even care about horses that much. I've never been a horse girl. Maybe because of this movie. <laughs> Dang, that hit me hard. Twenty minutes into the movie, you lose your best friend. Yikes.
0: On the theme of childhood neglect and trauma.
2: But never. Are we talking school. dad? <laughs> We're going to talk
0: about ba- Bastion here now. uh So
2: yeah, Bastion.
0: So I mean, the dad clearly uh, dealing with some things, and I brought this up a little bit with Ian before the recording here. I have to wonder, given how little attention that we actually pay to it, the cracking an egg into orange juice thing, that was a little bit more normal in the 80s. I've done a little bit of searching. That's yeah, apparently not that weird. Yeah,
2: I think, I think when I thought it wasn't like unheard of, it was just like, oh.
0: But it still feels like a hangover cure. So I'm wondering whether or not dad has a drinking problem here that we're supposed to subtly infer.
2: Interesting. So like in the book, at least, the dad is more hung up than Bastion is. He's mostly like going through his journey for his own personal growth, but also to help the dad be a parent again. Because he's kind of lost his own grief. So swimming lessons
0: aren't that important then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or these, I guess, fantastical notions of like getting on a horse that I guess he's made.
0: Yeah. It's
2: not. Yeah, the dad presents like I, you know, I, i, I made you lessons, but also just like don't. Like it, it's it's weird the the dialogue they have.
0: But also your kid's been absent from literally every class all day long. Oh yeah. Doesn't come home after school, is stuck apparently in the attic after nobody knows.
2: Nobody notices that he's gone. Nobody apps Or hears him screaming. (laughs) He yeah, he screams in the in the attic while apparently classes are still happening and everything's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, just totally normal childhood.
2: To be fair, that was also kind of my growing up in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I um, think that is
0: consistent.
2: I think it's consistent. Like, as long as nobody called the police for my parents, nobody would know that I wasn't home. I was responsible. I'd go where I need to go. And if I didn't...
1: No no, Ferris Bueller, uh, vice principal, coming this, to check this your... This is all elementary attendance. school shit. This was just like, you know
2: what? I was home in elementary school by myself. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, same. I went home with friends after school to... No parentless friends. Households. I went by myself. So- <laughs> I went
2: by myself to my own ass house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I live too far.
0: <laughs> Bringing this back around to D and D, this has to have been one of the earliest fantasy movies that I saw as a kid and launched onto, So I think there's a decent Mm -hmm. chance this is responsible for this hobby for me. I I think so too for me.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably true for me. I think maybe the actual first one, I can't think of anything prior to this that I would have seen that would have been fantasy related. In the documentary that I was watching, they were saying like, there was so few and far between things that were fantasy, especially for kids. Rankin and
0: Bass Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of
2: it, right? (laughs) And which my dad tried to make me watch and I was like, nope. (laughs) I was so bored. He's like, watch it. Like, no, I'm done until Felicor came. But there's dragons. And it looks like a dog. I'm down.
1: (laughs) So one thing I was excited to have read today, to this day, the rights to the script and movie are still being litigated.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so Mikhail Ende famously wasn't too happy. I mean, he was understanding that he was going to co-write the script with Mm -hmm. Peterson. They did do that. Peterson was like, I don't think I like this very much. Yeah, we're good. Bye, we're done. And then he just kind of rewrote it (laughs) away from him. And then when it was coming back, he was like, no, I don't like it. He wanted to either take his name away completely or change the name of it. And they said no. And then yep. he lost several lawsuits.
1: But there was a an attempt to remake it in, like, 2011 or something like that. Oh, wow. Well, Kathleen
2: um, Kennedy, right, had tried to get the rights, and it was like, nope, can't get the yeah, rights. Like,
1: this is just, it's, yeah, you can't I mean, get it. burn me so once, burn me twice, probably right? probably not going to get uh, redone, just which I'm happy something. about. <laughs>
2: well, honestly, yeah, we're trying to remake yeah. these things. They, they did such a bad job. You're going to make these movies, and then you make, like, two and three, which I know that they were trying to do two to, like, do the second half of the first book. Yeah. Yeah fine whatever but then the third had nothing to do with it why make it about bastion this franchise is perfect mm-hmm. now you get a new kid with a new problem that you're trying to solve and now fantasia is different because it's a new kid this is literally dnd it's a new campaign <laughs> every single movie
0: yes but if we reboot it the rock can be in it <laughs>
2: and then the rock has a baby rock and like i don't even want it i can't even <laughs>
1: i love this idea
0: all right well shall we uh build a character Yeah. Yeah,
2: let's do it. For listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who is going to guide the conversation and also break ties when and if we're at a stalemate, and rolling dice is fun.
0: So today, I am rolling a die from a Kickstarter, which I so rarely do compared to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) The Kickstarter was put on by Everything Dice, and it is called the Blue Sky Hymnal Die. It is sky blue with a single pillowy cloud in the middle to go along with all of the mini, mini cloud scenes that we have in the movie with uh, Atreyu writing. Yes, (laughs) I love that.
1: To counteract, you are using a Kickstarter die and me not using a Kickstarter die. I'm using a Crystal Maggie die. That's (laughs) what we do. That's what we do. We do see do And I believe your die is a pretty direct counter to my blue skies. (laughs) It is. is. I am going with the nothing Mm -hmm. um, and I have a raised obsidian uh, die. It is like a matte black, so it's very hard for anyone else to read the die. Yep. And then, of course, the
0: director would have you know that the nothing does not, in fact, look like dark clouds. That's just uh, the way that you indicate the nothing is nearby. This is how
2: you understand the interpretation of how it's nearby and the nothing is not.
1: Genuinely not.
2: It's how it would move the clouds around. So it's it's the absence of that. Absolutely. Because German.
1: (laughs) And because it's a Crystal Maggie die, if I were to roll a 20 on this... It's a moon.
0: You got a moon. It's the moon child. Moon child. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful with people who you give names. We'll, we'll get to that later, though. His
2: mother has the most wonderful name. <laughs> Does he?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mine is uh, a die that I got off of Amazon, I'll be, I'll be frank. But <laughs> also an independent website. So it's CZYY. Couldn't figure out what it stood for. And why I liked it is because it brought itself to be lucky because it's got some glitter. It's got a horseshoe because horseshoes are very lucky. And we like our luck dragon, right? We love the luck. And also it's a horseshoe because R.I.P. Artex. (laughs) You can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls.
0: All right. Well,
1: let's Let's roll for initiative.
2: Let's do it. I got a four.
1: (laughs) I got an 11. I have a 13. Okay, by two, Ian takes it. Here we go. Well, I think we need to settle one thing first, which is where the background is going to come from. So I want to start with that. Okay. Well, I mean, how is it
0: haunted one, Karina?
1: This is the problem, because if we start before the movie, how is it haunted one? But if we start during the movie, there is a very specific argument. Well,
0: I mean, we don't know what's going on with those purple buffalo. We didn't actually cover racial sensitivity earlier, but that seems like a weird coding. Anyway, <laughs> moving on.
1: Yeah,
2: it's true. Yeah. Atreyu does have sort of a weird, uh, like, indigenous people kind of coding on him. Yeah. Be for being a very white person. Which... Well, he
0: wasn't supposed to be white. We'll get to that when we talk about race. Well,
2: I was supposed to be green with blue hair. True. But uh, they tried to do that and they realized it looked like fungi all over him. So they didn't do that. Instead, they brought him to the tanning booth and made him just darker skinned artificially with, you know, carcinogens and stuff. Everything's fine. This is fine. It's the 80s. We injure our child actors. Everything's fine. Stab him in the eye and give him cancer. Great. (laughs) Honestly, I think this is a better argument to be made for the actor having a haunted background from the shooting of this
1: (laughs) (laughs) movie. But tell us, Karina.
2: But also, I mean- Artex. Artex is the way to go. It's terrible. I still have PTSD from Artex. And hearing more about how they had to train the horse to basically be Drown. okay with drowning itself. Isn't that the Swamp's of Sadness? They trained two to three horses to basically accept death. Uh
0: huh. Yep. No, mm-hmm. not great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
2: be okay with it. And now this poor boy has to come in and like help his only companion and as far as we've seen. He's of the Plains people. We haven't seen anybody else that he's really that strongly emotionally compassionate toward besides his horse. I can make another argument that maybe the of buffalo are going away.
0: It's true. Because
2: the nothing might be eating. The- we don't have any evidence of that. But maybe that's also how
0: I don't mm-hmm, know mm-hmm.
2: it's not great but I'm there and I have to make it
0: maybe maybe the luck dragon looks into his eyes and Falcor's is like all right Has something's wrong him. with you kid I gotta help you yeah. <laughs> I mean
2: everybody does kind of help him but it's also I think that's Orin maybe more than anything mm. I think
0: the problem that we have with Haunted One like the fundamental problem that we have with Haunted One sure. is even if we accept that Artax was a devastating event for him mm-hmm he still makes it out of this swamp and apparently if you're sad in this swamp bad shit happened well, to you. So in the, oh so I've got, it, to, in, I've got a thing
1: for yeah. this okay okay go ahead oh <laughs> but oh. it's not going to come up till uh, we get to oh you're talking yeah.
2: about a build i'm talking about in the book it was explained yeah. that the Orin was protecting him from sinking ah. into the swamp mm-hmm. and then on the end bit when he kind of summons falcor where he is sinking that yeah. was just because they wrote that and they're going i don't know we need falcor to come in <laughs>
0: sex Luck Dragon. <laughs>
2: because they couldn't film. There was like two different scenes they couldn't film. It was in the script, but it was too expensive to be able to do. So there's like a shape changer kind of situation that they couldn't film. So they just went, well, he'll just now sink, I guess. And then Paul <laughs> Gore comes in. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I had a couple others. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't no. Know. I mean, I, that, I that have, was
2: my obligation. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have one favorite background, but I have one. Else. I have yeah. one
2: exactly as well.
1: I had Folk Hero.
2: I don't love Folk Hero. It was on my list. Tell me why you love it.
1: I like it for some of the things that you were actually just bringing up with people wanting to help him. Mm. So like the, the old couple at the first gate and Falcor, of course, uh, wanted to help him, which is the feature you get from- Professor uh, Wood and- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Thank you for pronouncing that instead of me. No, well, I don't uh, know if I did it right, but I did it. <laughs> but you get rustic hospitality as the feature. And of course. You also get animal handling and survival.
2: I, I don't disagree with you, but I feel like the Orin is doing that more than anything.
1: Might be. The reason I liked it is because like the way that he's introduced into this story is like there's a great warrior that we've heard of tail in the plains. From the plains people, yeah. sure. So I thought that you have to leave all a of your hero. You
2: have to leave everything behind. I know. You it's have super to, weird. You have to go alone. But yeah, I guess bring your horse. No they said go alone. Maybe your horse would have died if you listened to the instructions of Treyu.
0: (laughs) Don't You're still trying to save this horse.
2: Just keep the horse out of it. It would have
0: lived.
1: It lives at the end. It's
2: fine. Artex. No, you can't just like bring it back alive and make everything okay. That trauma (laughs) is still in my heart.
1: (laughs) It's a
0: fictional horse from the very beginning.
2: It lasted 25 minutes (laughs) at most,
0: and I cannot let it go.
1: Alright, so is the other one you guys have Outlander? Outlander? Absolutely. Okay. okay. That's the other one I had down to.
0: He's wandering around on this horse, surviving off the land for—it's true. Apparently, a week doesn't seem very long <laughs> off of one sandwich no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and an
2: apple core. Why would you eat the apple core?
1: <laughs> I did that as a kid when we went yeah. camping. You're a
2: monster. <laughs> so is Bastion. <laughs> an
1: abomination. Yeah, no. Outlander feels pretty solid to me. Yeah, right?
2: actually, like what it gets us two.
0: If we were building Bastion, we could go with Far Traveler here, and that yes, be if it was Bastion, I would totally but, agree.
1: But we're not. And Outlander feels just right. We got athletics and survival. Love it. And the you're feature... able to survive off the land.
0: Yeah. And you remember to... maps and things. Well, exactly. You can locations. find places.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love that too. Swans of sorrow. He knows he knows the land ish, and he's Mm -hmm. able to navigate ish with his. He's like he's looking. He knows where to go. He just can't find the thing he's looking for. So he's going all around to the uh, these different lands that just sound terrible. (laughs) The narrative description of of all these
0: (laughs) terrible lands does make me want to read the book because I feel like that's a that's just a huge compression of time going on in the movie. Yeah. Yeah,
2: for sure. But yeah, I, 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 I like that one. I did like it.
1: All right. We can all settle on that. Solid. Move, move along. Right. Excellent. Where are right. we moving to? Let's move back to race. So I
0: said it earlier and I'm going to cash it <laughs> oh, in right no. now. Green skin warrior.
3: I was afraid
2: of this.
0: I looked at goblin a little, but goblin never feels right for this. I know. Orc actually feels pretty solid for this. Okay, man. Tell us more about orc. All right. So what I like about orc, this is fundamentally an Ian argument.
3: Oh, okay. interesting. Okay.
0: I feel like orcs are a culture that sort of values strength and and that sort of warrior spirit. Mm-hmm. um, and that is sort of specifically why Atreyu is called to this task. Um, there are a handful of abilities in there that are kind of interesting. I don't feel like we see a lot of a good argument for dark vision, but dark vision's nice to have um More powerful but- build powerful build i actually think there is kind of an argument for it because he is really? just he is solo by himself without this horse and he's carrying everything that he has on his back i don't, I don't we care don't ab- see a lot of stuff going i'm gonna on say there, I, but...
2: I don't care about powerful because i want a different class that also has powerful build. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: or,
2: or race sorry
0: <laughs> no, right, okay. we're gonna get to relentless endurance and i think relentless endurance is actually kind of interesting because he does get knocked out by uh, uh Good Gmork. Mork. He gets knocked out by Gamork and it does take the actor down pretty thoroughly. But then he does manage to get back up right after that and continue on in his quest. Mostly I like this because it would get us the green skin.
1: So I was sure that you were going to make another failed argument to bring up Verdun. I also thought oh, that. interesting. I was sure I was, that, I was, that I was, was what I was, was going also, to happen. Ian, I was 100% <laughs> sure.
2: I, I even looked at it a bit going, Same. I think that he's going to make an argument for this. I'll look at it cursorily. <laughs> And go, okay, maybe. I
0: think his prettiness, I mean, he is kind of a pretty little boy, but I don't think that's a, that's not a focus of the story in any meaningful way.
2: I mean, if you watched Tiger Beat at the (laughs) time, maybe. (laughs) I mean, I can't say that I wasn't a little uh, hot to trot for a tree
3: (laughs) back in the day.
0: (laughs) But yeah, no, I, I feel like Orc satisfies the culture that feels kind of like what's described in the movie. I, I don't, I feel like it's not don't the have movie a lot though.
2: you're talking about what's in the book.
0: No, no, the, the, the movie does specifically mention what people... The green his, skin? the uh, Which is your
2: argument? You just said you did?
0: <laughs> no, no, my argument I'm is... I'm going to call
2: you on your shit, man.
0: <laughs> my argument is multifaceted. It mm, relies on the green mm, skin, mm-hmm. which is definitely not in the movie, uh-huh. although they tried to. And and, and and that he is specifically a warrior. We're expecting a warrior, not a child. And then, like, coming from a warrior people yeah. makes that a little more result.
2: Interesting. Okay, 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 okay. okay.
0: And bugbear didn't feel like a good choice. I came at it a very and different hobgoblin way. And hobgoblin didn't no, feel like a good it's choice. Just, it's
2: just it's very very interesting because I think yeah. we came at this very very different
3: way. But
0: I really wanted him not to be human because we same. do focus same.
1: on like yes. needing a human child Agreed. to be able
0: to name the Agreed. the empress. Yes, I've, I've, I've I got, got two others,
1: agree. and one of them is very much an Ian argument. So I will I will go next oh, with that one. Ooh. Please do. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, let me pull off the, the descriptive page.
2: Text. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope it's what I'm thinking of because, yes, it is what I'm thinking of. Ooh, I've got uh, an argument for this too.
1: I really like this one. I so, have
2: it on my list. It's my number. It's my number. Well, uh, you tell me because maybe it's my number two. It could be my number one. I've got another one, but I think this one, if you okay. right, me, Say, it could be my say one.
1: what it is. Say what it is. So Kalishtar. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like this a lot. I do too. So here's the the things that I've read in this script.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also what I know about it, reading it on D&D Beyond.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the Kalishtar has a connection to a spirit of light, which comes during the movie. They appear human but their spiritual connection affects them in a variety of ways well let me just so summarize they're half dream people they're half dream in a people. sense he's
2: the figment of bastion right because yeah. he's the imagination like bastion imagines him so he's basically like the imagination of bastion yeah so he's like bound to the spirit of him like the magic mirror gate he sees himself as
0: bastion
1: yeah yeah so let me cut to the chase though hunted by nightmares Gmork. Yeah, Gmork. Oh, and the nothing. I mean, obviously. The nightmare. They focus on acts of devotion known as the Path of Light, but the dark powers of Dalkor, I don't know the origins of that, um, (laughs) have their own way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Though the force is known as Dreaming Dark, these monsters manipulate the folk of Corvair to eliminate Kalishtar, and they defend themselves by focusing on devotion to the Path of Light. That's pretty solid. I've argued for Kalashtar, like, three times now, so if we finally he get has it, to, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, cool. But it gets better. Oh. So... Let's jump back a moment to these swamps of sadness. Sure. Where, like, yep. so the, the, uh,
2: I know that's why I was yeah. here with you. I was we'll with ignore
1: you. the um, argument about the Auron as the thing that, that protected him. Sure. Because what they also get is dual mind. Yep. So Karina and I had a little discussion earlier today. I was like,
2: Well, I was looking at that. I was just looking what, at the ability score increase. But yeah, oh, sure. You also also that. that. Also that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I get... love
2: it. Yeah. Double down. Double down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we were trying to figure out, like, what is it that he is saving from if if he is not becoming sad in the Swamps of Sadness? Before
2: I had seen that it was the Orin,
1: potentially. Yeah.
2: Maybe he was just like, you know.
1: This seems like a will save, which would be wisdom. Ta-da. Exactly. So it kind of came up with a, a spell from a previous edition, I which was. I just found it somewhere on the internet. <laughs> yeah, a wave of grief, which is a will which became wisdom. And yes. so a wisdom saving throw seems fairly appropriate here.
2: It's wisdom to be high to get out of the spawns of sadness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you have a plus two to your wisdom, and you also get advantage on wisdom saving throws from your dual mind.
2: You know, that's that's also why I liked it a bit too.
1: Yeah. No, it's solid. solid. (laughs) I I mean, I could see an argument for charisma save instead of a
0: wisdom save here, but wisdom save is the normal save for this, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The other thing that kind of works here, like obviously they're through a book and planes away, but mind link and having like this telepathic link um, gives me sort of feels with the, his relationship with Bastion.
2: Yeah, I think I think there's ways to like DM that like hand wave away mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, 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 your spirit link is Bastion. It's your human child that you need to actually yeah. communicate with, and he's like human child. What are you talking about? And he's been with you the whole time, and he doesn't really understand even like the, his whole journey. is like I don't understand that I've had a human child with me the whole time.
0: Okay, I still like my crazy orc build, but I <laughs> this clasher build so I think this maybe solves the primary problem I have with building this character. Mm. Um which is I wasn't seeing before we started doing this recording. <laughs> How thinking about this specific character was going to help you do the role playing right. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And I think Clash Tar, like specifically figuring out how that dreaming connection works and what mm-hmm. that means, like this movie kind of helps you ground that in a specific way.
2: I think it helps some of that. Like, yeah, if you, but again, we've had these like arguments where like, what what game are you playing? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, if your DM is up for this, and you're going to be like, "Am I playing the game, or am I just playing this character out of the yeah outside of the game?" That's a different discussion. But if we're doing this, is like this is the character that we're doing the movie about. I like it a lot. I've got one other.
1: I, I had one, one other too. Oh, oh, let me hear yours? yours.
2: I like one because I feel like this this character is kind of um, you know indigenous people coded. Yep. And for that reason, I liked Furbulk.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Because I think, you know, if he he can be like a little for book
1: a little verbal. He's just a little guy. And little he's little. also
2: got still the blue skin.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. That's true. Yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. do.
2: And he can just be like a little like friendly people to like, you know, these are the plains people kind of being like a little bit like, I understand what's going on. How do you get going at it from warrior? I was actually coming at it from, I think he was from a peaceful people that understand the natural order of things. And when they call upon him to be a badass, he will rise to the occasion to keep the natural order of things. So he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. If I need to help with the land and make everything right, I will do that. But otherwise, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, have the Purple buffalo, because obviously they seem to be a scourge on the land.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you guys got to eat, you know.
2: <laughs> and and but they would also maybe not, you know, hunted to extinction. They hunted to proper levels, not over, yeah. you know. Purple buffalo, perfectly controlled by the plains people.
1: And yeah. there's a detail on here that we don't get from Kalistar, but we just expect is normal in this universe. He's speaking with a lot of animals.
2: Yeah. So you, you know, we, you know, we can get like you said, we get some of the same stuff from the. Um, okay. So. But yeah, animal <laughs> Take <analytic>, magic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> By animal, do you mean luck dragon? Because the luck, luck
1: dragon, a wolf, uh, or whatever he is, the Gmork, uh, and I'm gonna. I, I want to
3: class that and away. The, the, but the yeah. turtle. Morla, the ancient. Moral one.
1: Morla, the ancient one. Yeah. Again,
2: I think we can class that away, but. I, I this mean, is more of the feel of sure. like where he comes from, and I, th- I feel yeah. like we all, we're all coming from very different places. It's true, <laughs> we are. I
0: so with Furbolg I.
2: <sighs> it was just that I felt like he was like of the. This is this is the closest that I could see to being like canonically a D and D native person.
0: Mm. I you know I do I I can see that I, I I mean, in a bad way I can also see it with orcs which fair yeah yeah that's fair um and actually honestly in a in a rehabilitative way I can also yeah, see it with cause, orcs. because
2: orcs yeah orcs aren't mm-hmm. natively bad
0: yeah I I think that is fundamentally a holdover from Tolkien absolutely
2: absolutely um,
0: my problem with Firbolg and I think this is mostly just exposure is I don't feel like Firbolgs tend to register as the kind of heroic that Atreyu registers as in the movie I
2: think that's why it's fun. It is <laughs> <laughs> That might it just is be subversion. me
0: subversion. That might just
2: be me having played a fur bug barbarian before.
0: It's gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: The subversion is fun for me. Yeah, that's fair.
1: I don't know. I'm pretty tied to Kalashjar. I guys mean, honestly. Let's Kalishtar. go with Kalashjar. I like Kalashjar <laughs> far more. It's an interesting choice that we don't ever see.
2: And we never get a chance to, look yeah. I but good what you
0: see. <laughs> <laughs> I And for Kalashjar, I feel like this really hones in on the of two locations thing, mm-hmm. which I yeah, th- fits in the movie. Yeah, ties Strong it perfectly tie in. like yeah. yeah. Who am I? Yeah.
2: And we don't really struggle with that. (laughs) Poor (laughs) Treyu doesn't even get the...
0: (laughs) I should have looked at Verdun more closely. All right.
2: Ah, I also, yeah, both of us thought definitely Verdun. (laughs) Or at least there'd be an Mm -hmm. argument. We would have argued for it if we thought so. I thought Kyle Ashtar for sure. But he, I thought he's going to make the argument for Verdun and I'll be there to counteract.
0: <laughs> he, he doesn't have that born yesterday spirit mm. of the Verdun. And I think mm. that's the primary thing he's lacking. You can make the argument that he me was
2: me literally bad. born yesterday because he just thought of him. Boop, it's, true, it's true.
0: I need, a, I need a hero character. I made it.
1: <laughs>
2: I like unicorns. I make a horse character. Here we go.
1: <laughs> the only other one I had, this is kind of a throwaway, uh, that I've written down was Halfling. Um, which okay. I liked. The ghostwise halfling gets a plus one to wisdom, right. but they also have lucky and brave. Lucky and brave are not bad. We get I the luck like dragon that. and yeah. brave. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a that's a normal halfling thing for in both cases. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I,
2: I appreciate that you wanted to get the mechanically get. I think we need to get there other ways.
1: I, I'm totally. Yeah. That's that's why I, like, it was my secondary option. He's yeah. also
0: functionally not lucky until he has a luck dragon. Otherwise, he would still have a horse. So,
1: yep. <laughs> artist, <laughs>
0: stupid horse.
1: All right, I think we can move on to class. Sounds great to Let's me. Let's do it. The obvious one to me when I was watching the movie was warlock. like Well, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I knew immediately you were going to make a Warlock, and I was like,
2: moving aside
1: yep. because he will do this for me. <laughs> I was going to say, they hunt the purple buffalo. It's a ranger hunter. Yes. <laughs> okay. I agree with you. Okay. But let me hear your warlock argument.
0: All right. So <laughs> the warlock I also have a different ranger base. <laughs> the warlock argument, there are three different variations of. Oh, oh no. The, let's sit back gonna, and get comfy, gonna, shall we? We're gonna, no, we're going to try and do them quickly. We're going to do them done as fast as possible. No matter what, the patron is the childlike empress. Not um, bastion? Not Bastion, because Bastion, while well, he has a close relationship with Atreyu, the childlike empress is the one who is providing Atreyu with the symbol of his power that he uses to draw on f- throughout the quest. Not that he does it very much in any meaningful way, but, but she is the one who is enabling him to, uh, to accomplish this hero's journey. And then when we talk about the childlike empress, we have to decide mm-hmm. what kind of patron the childlike empress is. And that's, that's where we come into some interesting troubles. So... <laughs> The least obvious, most obvious one is Great Old One.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's very old and doesn't have a name. Well, because she's, she's
0: right. the childlike Empress, but she's supposed what? to be thousands it's of years true. old she's and an, nameless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. needs a name. Yeah. Um, so she's got this sort of creepy power thing going on. <laughs> it, that doesn't feel exactly <laughs> creepy right. Creepy paper. Okay, it's the only
1: thing okay. I think of when I hear creepy now.
2: <laughs> creepy paper. <laughs> creepy paper. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody watch uh, <laughs> what, we do, what we do in the shadows. Fantastic choice! <laughs> Amazing. Do. Everybody right. watch it.
0: <laughs> okay, so the slightly more obvious choice here is celestial, and I think in terms of what yeah. celestial actually gets you, that feels like sort of defending.
2: I was thinking celestial for like Bastion. With, Light versus like, darkness for him. For him, Bastion is the god because he's literally made him from whole by his brain. It's true, but ba- Bastion read a book and go, "I want a horse boy because I write unicorns in my book." And he made a horse But Why boy. wasn't
1: it a unicorn?
0: <laughs> because he
2: had to keep his feet on the ground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Bastion feels too unaware of the power that he has. For that's too why. Long that, that's actually why I think, it, I think the pact I think
2: it's actually passive. I think that's why it's oh, interesting. I think interesting. he's passively making it while he's reading the book. Going, I don't know if I had my way, I'd make it maybe like a maybe like a maybe a horse. All right. I mean, I'm if I go... was really dreaming it'd be a unicorn, but I'm gonna be on my feet on the ground.
1: I'm gonna go outside the bounds of what we agreed to. Outside
2: the bounds of Fantasia?
1: Oh god, now, what's going Soul on? Still in Fantasia. So I've have, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we get to the second half of the book Yes. We don't we don't go oh, there. No. We don't go there. Where he's making bad decisions. No, we don't
2: we don't talk about that. We're we
1: talking about how does that impact your We
2: just talked about that. We weren't gonna talk about
1: that. <laughs> I was I was told I didn't have to watch the second movie. I didn't have
2: to Yeah, time. no. I wasn't gonna bring that up Ian because that's not okay. We don't talk about the thing we said we weren't I mean, gonna talk about.
0: Once no, he's... I'm I'm just
1: curious about the, the so with I the... feel
0: like warlock actually plays really well once he starts making bad decisions because the whole point of warlock in general is that you're playing against your patron in an interesting way like oh, you've okay. got this interesting relationship where you get power from your patron but you kind of want different things than your yeah. patron in any case one more throwaway patron and then we're just, and then we're <laughs> <off a laughs> sure, warlock. it's okay the last throwaway patron is of course archfey and yeah. the solid reason for our trade and I think actually, honestly, this is the best argument I have for Warlock, is that the the childlike empress, which we only know is the childlike empress, what does she want? What is the thing that she ends up sending him on a quest for that she's not even willing to tell him that's the quest that he's on?
2: A name from a human child. A
0: new name. And she does not it, It's not really clear exactly what it means that she needs a new name, but she's taking a name. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, when the childlike empress says, can I have your name? I think you need to be really careful about how you answer that question. Okay. Interesting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's an argument. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. That was, that was what I had for patron. I mean, we could talk about what packed it would be. I
2: mean, the book, right?
0: (laughs) The the tome Tome. is the obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. But what What else do we have? Uh, Well,
1: no, I'm, I like Ranger a lot. The other ones okay. that I came up with were Cavalier Fighter.
2: I, I just, have that on my list. I feel I, like this. I neat. wanted to like
1: Cavalier Fighter, I but I just couldn't.
2: I think it needs a different kind of campaign, perhaps. Yeah. It's too tight. Like, if you are very much tied to Artax and you just need to be that, like, Mount Cavalier, like, I am a trail with Artax. Mm-hmm. This will not happen again. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's it. But. Yeah, mm-hmm. I,
1: I wasn't, wasn't super tied to it. It also gave you animal handling, obviously, but.
2: We get that elsewhere. I don't know.
1: I didn't like it very much.
2: I kind of like, along with my furball, kind of like your like native peoples. I liked a little bit, a little bit of druid, like Circle mm-hmm. the Shepherd. Like, yeah, I looked at Circle looked the Shepherd. Shab- you good. need oh, to like okay. protect. You need yeah. to protect the land. It's kind of like we're gonna go like paladin, but not paladin. Just being like, I need to protect the land because the nothing's coming. There we go.
0: In that same vein, I think it is worth looking at some other ranger subclasses, which have I, a little bit more of that feel. We'll, we'll come got, back to that in just a second. I but you to, did just say I've paladin, but not paladin. Paladin, oh. I think, is a viable option.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had that done too. I I put oath nope. of devotion. Did you have another idea? Oh, I had three different ideas, oh, and none of them were devotion.
0: So oath of <laughs> oath of glory. If you're if we're trying to go with like the kind of the warriory thing, and yeah, he, like he does seem interested in like he, he he passes the test with the Sphinx, despite the fact that you know he does get lasered at.
2: Oh, I think you mean booby trapped.
0: <laughs> oh goodness, oh, no. indeed. <laughs> um, but Oath of the Ancients actually feels like a very like protect the land, protect the, the universe. This kind of is a of.
2: native person. They're not okay. I'll let you guys make your argument.
0: And Oath of the Watchers in that same vein, but I didn't like Oath of the Watchers as much. My problem with Oath of Devotion is it just feels like too much of a
1: regular paladin and he doesn't feel like a regular He's not a knight today. in shiny armor. No, no. because he's not a
2: paladin. <laughs> I know.
1: Let's, let's let's move back to let's Ranger. Move on. Let's move <laughs> on to
0: Ranger. Yeah, yeah.
2: Ranger's fun. I like two. Horizon Walker. Yeah. yeah. Or Hunter.
0: All right, so I'm going to quote directly from the text in Horizon Walker. These I, rangers-
2: I, I literally have it written down too. Are also <laughs>
0: friends to any forces in the multiverse, especially benevolent dragons, fey, and elementals, that work to preserve life and the order of the planes. Mm-hmm. So specifically protection from yep. the nothing, from Is, the what dragon? It's right there, yeah, right? right in the text.
2: I thought you guys were going to fight me on this, and I'm so <laughs> no, happy. I was like, this good. might be a bit out there, but no, great.
0: the whole finding a portal thing like that i know that one gets a little weird a little weird but here's the thing
2: but you can look at like the gate maybe like you can find the
0: gates if you're making your own third movie that's not based on the book and that's your role-playing game campaign portals that get you between earth and fantasia like that may be how did falcor get to the mortal realm yeah yeah
1: uh, or you can just say that Falcor is this portal. Yeah, um, Falkor, 10, You can find out where, where The luck dragon is. goes. I'm good. We yeah. got it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I loved that one so much.
1: Yeah, it works pretty well. Did you? Did you have something else, Ian? And like? Hunter's the only other one that I think is is worth talking about because. Uh...
2: Well, the hunter one actually feels more like what he did like prior.
1: Yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel
2: like the Horizon Walker is kind of like where we meet him, like when he's yeah. Like it's like being... I want a
1: Hunter background.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, <laughs> I want a Hunter like... background. And he's a Plane Walker, like halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah, Out-
0: Outlander is pretty much a Hunter background, like That's, that's Hunter Gatherer <laughs> yeah, background. That's we've already got that. Fair. I mean,
2: there's a lot of overlap here too. So yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see when we actually build the character. Whether yeah. we just like did like a hat on a hat, it feels good. It feels right.
1: It feels pretty good. So Matt, I have to ask the one we always compare this to. Uh huh. Yeah. So what Rogue? do you like about this more than Scout Rogue? <sighs> that is an
0: excellent question. And I actually have an answer to that. Okay. Um, Prepared. I,
2: also, I also looked at Scout Rogue and I, I know, was like, yeah. I hate this. <laughs> Same.
0: This is actually one of the few times where it feels like the campaign that's set out in the movie is the kind of campaign that genuinely benefits from having a ranger, which is not most of the D&D that we play today. It's the D&D that we played in the 80s. So (laughs) if you're doing like random hex crawl, random encounters, you're mostly like man versus wilderness sort of situation, then ranger, it turns out, is actually super overpowered and feels great to play. It's just that most of the D anD D that we play these days is very character like story, dungeon choked. crawly.
2: Not like you're out and like it's having to even, like.
0: It's not even dungeon crawly. It's more like facing a story bad guy rather mm. than rather you're than you're starving the and wilderness. You need to, yeah. And, yeah, no one wants to track rations these days. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to track. rations I mean,
3: rations these I also days. don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But if you're playing a game where you do track rations, Ranger's great, and that like that's what this character feels like to yeah. me. And yes. the mechanical benefits that we would get from Scout that would make you better in combat would make you worse in survival. I agree. And mm-hmm. that may be a better character to play in most parties. Yeah. But if you're playing a game that has this 1980s sensibility. Yeah, if
2: this is a you in a party, a Treyu is gonna be like, Oh, hi, I guess, come along, I will take care of you. I'm gonna be the one that's in charge of this. This is not a passive character. It's gonna be a Oh, it more forward character wants
0: to lead so
2: he's gonna lead and I think that's yeah. sort of where like that difference comes in he's like no I'm I got you I can forage more than I should if uh, Teeny Weenie and the Racing Snail were there, <laughs> yes, names of characters over there, he would have absolutely been like, come on, I got you, let's go. And he would have forged and figured that out.
0: Furthermore, if you are going to play this Atreyu character in a campaign, if you're going to go for that like wilderness vibe, you really want to have the full barbarian confidence when you're negotiating in the city like he does with the, the, the childlike empress's regent of just like, fully, I am here. I call the shots. Yeah,
2: it's a little weird, right? Because, like, yeah, um, the um, K- Karen, Karen, whatever. Karen. <laughs> is there.
0: Karen sounds good.
2: Karen is there? Where it's like, not you? Why would you go? They're Like, well, I'm already here. Bye. I'll go. Like, yeah. but also, it's like, you know that the world is ending now. So, yeah. why would you leave? Okay. You just, you just
0: chill. Whatever's going on. Okay. Like, bye. I told you I what guess, I'm ready to
1: do. I guess I'll just keep fighting the
2: nothing from my purple buffalo plains land. Yeah. So what else? Bye. <laughs> no wait. <laughs>
1: So I'm assuming we're going with Grassland as his uh, favored terrain. All right. All right. Let's let's talk about some of this stuff (laughs) offline, shall we? (laughs) We discussed ability scores offline and went with Wisdom Highest, Constitution Next, and dumped his intelligence. And so to summarize, Atreyu is a level three Kalistar Ranger with the Outlander background. So how playable is he? I don't actually honestly know the answer to that
0: question. I feel like there are so many variables that go on with this character. It's so hard to figure out if this is going to help you play anything, and it would depend a lot on what campaign
1: you're in. And what child is reading the book. And... Yeah. Oh, clearly, <laughs> Clearly, yeah. <laughs>
2: My child has your book right now. <laughs> I mean, only
1: one child can read this book. That's
0: what the third movie taught us. <laughs> the yeah, book it... doesn't get passed down. He's just kept it. He's in his middle ages now, and he continues to read the book occasionally. Also, my question is, what's the, uh, the bookshop owner? What's he what book is he reading is that is it the same book or is does everyone get their own different fantasy yeah good question yeah,
2: yeah it's not anyway. very clear um like presumably like maybe like there was that something i saw online that was summarizing maybe he was reading the same story meaning that he knew that only the empress could be named by a human, human child. Child, yeah. so perhaps he had to pass it on to a child, which means like he's, you know, he's a pretty shitty person. But maybe he has to pass it on to a child in order to actually make the story go. What do you on? mean
0: he's a I shitty mean, person? He's just there to gatekeep books, Karina.
1: <laughs> and speaking of gates, the boobs were clearly for him. Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the sphinxes, yeah. We we sell rectangular things. They don't make little b- 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 then I go back to my book and I say, The Sphinxes <laughs> boobs are so round and voluptuous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but a a our Ranger with the Outlander background, I don't know. I feel like that could lead some interesting places. I think we can do
2: a D and D campaign. This can be I think the closest we can be without having yeah. to like talk about what the campaign would be. This seems like yeah. it'd be campaign specific.
1: But of, if, of course, I and mean, you'd like Calistar is one of those races where you'd have to have buy in from the DM that like it's going to interplay with like your dreams and they're yeah. going to make up stories. Well, that, this whole thing uh, would
2: have to be right. Like, everything, yeah. you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to be a you yeah, you are tied to Bastion. Mm-hmm. There's no way, like, you know, if you're going to do a you're like, oh, it's okay. I just have my horse here. Don't worry about it. And then we would have made a different, very different build. Yeah. So we're, we're building this for the movie where you are tied to this human child Otherwise, ways that you definitely don't exist. mm
0: mm-hmm. okay. Without this
2: child's imagination, you don't exist.
0: So one more discussion that we had had offline while we were discussing ability scores here is if you've gotten all of your weapons removed from you <laughs> and yeah. you're a level three character and you're yeah. trying to figure out what you're going to do for level 4 Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe tavern brawlers so that you can just use whatever random shit is around as a weapon. I'd love
2: picking up that feed for him, yeah. That'd be good. I mean you see that with Gamorg, right?
0: Yeah. He just for picks sure. up like
2: a like shard and goes, Can I make a monk? I am a child sure. of, and of course they did one take because Natural otherwise 20. they would have
0: killed the poor child <laughs> actor.
2: <laughs> yeah, you rolled a twenty. Yeah. You did it. He died immediately. You're done, because otherwise you're going to die, you poor child.
0: <laughs> Wait, what CR is morning? Oh, shit. Never mind. He's dead. He's dead already. He His died. One round. It's all over. <laughs> it's all over.
2: It's okay. <laughs> we almost killed our actor. <laughs> Everything's fine. Germans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Want to play Atreyu? You can find the character sheet at hollywoodrolls.com. Please leave us a rating on whatever podcatcher you use. Chase down your childhood bullies on a luck dragon and tell them about it. The best place to find us is hollywoodrolls.com. Email us suggestions for movies or characters at goodstronghands at hollywoodrolls.com. We're at hollywoodrolls on Instagram, at hollywood underscore rolls on Twitter, and Patreon at patreon.com slash hollywoodrolls. We are not sponsored by
2: D&D Beyond,
1: Wizards of the Coast, Kirkland Brand Tequila,
2: Discord,
1: Everything Dice, Crystal Maggie,
2: CZYY,
1: Skippy, Ziploc,
2: Wonder Bread,
1: Orange Julius, Sanka Coffee,
2: or Carl Conrad Coriander's old books. Thanks for listening.